today. As always, please like, share, and subscribe to this channel for more inspirational videos and audios, stimulating discussions and conversations, and more. Peace and blessings. Hi, the Scriptural Cliff Notes sessions are available on the following platforms. Anchor, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. Follow us by hitting the follow button and subscribe so that you can hear all this important information that pertains to life and the future. Thanks. Hello, welcome and welcome back. Shabbat Shalom. I hope all is well with you. I hope that you are enjoying the Sabbath, the rest day, the meditation day, the glorifying the most high day, the loving on your family and support day. Um, We are continuing in the next lesson, which is uh, we are in the book of the Testament of Job. I told you I wasn't doing the regular job. The Testament is much better. Excuse me. Um, chapter seven, eight, and nine we're doing. So, um, I will be drinking my tea because my throat. I just want you to know that. So just in case you hear these silences, it's me drinking my tea. Okay. Let me move this light back because it is hot in here. All right. Hold on. Come on. It's like, move this light aside. Okay. Um, I'm not going to give you a um, little synopsis of last week. I think that we should just move along instead of me repeating myself over and over. My husband says, oh, you repeat yourself too much. Well, sometimes I need people to, well, not hear me, to listen. So that's why I do that. But um, I'm trying to save myself some time by not explaining the same thing over and over. But we're moving on. Um, we already know that um, Job and the devil was um, sparring and the devil told Job that he was the winner. So we know that Job is the winner, but this is not it for Job. So I want to say to let this particular lesson that I'm just reading out, no cliff notes, let this lesson be Let this stay in the museum of your mind. Let this lesson be an inspiration to you every time you, excuse me, run into um, adversity. Let this lesson give you an idea that no matter what happens, no matter what happens, for those who have that faith and they're working uh, their faith um, and they're in the will of the Most High and they want to be in the Most High's will, let this be something um, that's in your mind to let you know that you can rest easy no matter what comes your way. The Most High has you in the palm of his hand and nothing's going to um, be so long in your life that you can't get past it. So in short, this too shall pass. Anything that you are facing that's adverse um, with patience, um, focus, prayer, fasting, talking to the most high, doing all those things you need to do. And even if you feel like that's not 
enough, just stand after you did all of that. Because the Most High is watching all the time. He's omnipresent. He sees everything. And remember, he did everything before the foundation of the world. This is why he told the devil, go ahead, do whatever to Job. Just don't kill him. So um, I just want you to remember that while I um, continue to read. All right. Chapter seven. At this time, the kings heard what had happened to me. And they rose and came to me. This is Job talking. Each from his own land to visit me and comfort me. And when they came near me, they cried with a loud voice. And each king tore his clothes. And after they had prostrated themselves, touching the earth with their heads, they sat down next to me for seven days. Just notice how long this is. It's not two days, three days. These uh, were over decades because um, Job has already discussed how long this stuff has been happening. And you'll continue to hear how long this uh, situation has um, continued to happen. So they sat down next to him for seven days and seven nights. And notice he says seven days and seven nights. So you already know that there's only 12 hours in a day or else he wouldn't just say seven days and seven nights. It says that in the scriptures too. So if anybody says, oh, there's 24 hours in a day, it actually isn't. That's a social construct from man. There's 12 hours in a day and 12 hours at night. Yeshua says this too. So as you see here, I just read that Job said, that those kings, they came and they sat with him for seven days and seven nights. Know that. Just the FYI. And none spake a word. They were four in numbers. Eliphaz, the king of Taman, and Baladad, and Sophar, and Iliu. Hold on. Okay, I think I was having a little sound problems. All right, uh, verse five, chapter seven, verse five. And when they had taken their seat, they conversed about what happened to me. Now when for time, now when for time, first time they, now when for time, first time they had come, it, see, it just doesn't make sense to me, but that's what it says. Let me read it one more, one more time. Now when, for time, first time they had come to me and I had shown them my precious stones, they were astonished to say, if of us three kings, all our possessions would be brought together into one, it would not come up to the precious stones of Jobab's kingdom crown. For you are of, I'm just worried in here. Eesh. Greater nobility than all of the people of the East. And when therefore they now came to the land of Orsistus, Uz, and they came to the land of Uz to visit me, they asked in the city, where is Jobab, the ruler of this whole land? And they told them concerning me, he sits upon a dung hill, meaning a poop hill, outside of the city, for he has not entered the city in seven years. So what? He hasn't entered the city for seven years. So he was sitting out in poop for seven years. Then again, they inquired concerning my possessions. And there was revealed to them that all them all that happened to me. And when they had learned this, they went out of the city with the inhabitants and my fellow citizens pointed me out to them. But these demonstrated and said, surely this is not Jobab. And they, and while they hesitated, there was Eliphaz, the king of Timnath, let us step near and see. 
And when they came near, I remembered them and I wept very much and I learned the purpose of their journey. And I threw earth upon my head and while shaking my head, I revealed to them that I was Job. Notice the name has changed. They still call him Jobab, but the Most High already named him Job. And when they saw me shake my head, they threw themselves down upon the ground, all overcome with emotion. And while their hosts were standing around, I saw the three kings lie upon the ground for three hours like they were dead. Then they rose up and said to one another, we cannot believe this is Jobab. And finally, after they had for seven days inquired about everything concerning me and searched for my flocks and other uh, possessions, they said, do we not know how many goods were sent by him to the cities and the villages around about to be given to the poor? Aside from all that was given away by him within his own house, how then could he have fallen into such a state of perdition and misery? And after the seven days, Elihu said to the kings, come let us step near and examine him accurately. Ooh, it is. They sat around him but didn't get close. Whether he is truly Jobab or not. And they being not half a mile distance from his malandrous body, they rose and stepped near, carrying perfume in their hands. So they was far away from him, really far. A half a mile, carrying perfume in their hands while their soldiers went with them and threw fragrant incense around about so that they could come near me. Oh my, he must have really, he must have been rotten, smelled like a dead body. That's how ravaged he was from the devil. And after they had passed like this three hours, he was doing this for three hours, covering the way with aroma. Oh, that's how bad it was. Because they had to come next to him. But remember, he was in poop. Like the whole area was poop. You gotta remember, there's no um toilets or anything like that so i guess everybody went to some place to go to the bathroom outside of the city and i guess that's where he ended up i want you to think about this all the things that the devil did to him even though the devil said that he won realize that he's still in poop realize that he don't have no money realize that he is down and out realize that he was over um in the land of poop by himself for seven years. Just realize that. And I need you to remember, okay? Whenever you feel like you going through hell, think about what Job did and think about what he endured. Even though the devil say you won, he's still in this state, okay? So I'm gonna read um, 23 again. And after they had passed like this for three hours, covering the way with aroma, they drew near. And Eliphaz began and said, are you indeed Job, our fellow king? Are you the one who owned the great glory? Are you he who once shone like the sun of day upon the whole earth? Are you he who once resembled the moon and the stars and gulf gent? Throughout the night, uh, excuse me, effulgent throughout the night. Sorry. And I answered him and I said, I am. And upon that, all wept and lamented. And they sung a royal song of lamentation, their whole army joining them in chorus. So everybody started singing and they started crying. I guess it was just something that was so terrible. Remember, his body's full of holes. He smells rotten. He's in the land of poop where everybody poops. He's sitting there for seven years. He's rotten. 
he's rotting. His skin, everything is rotting. So people really have to gather themselves together to get over there and have a conversation with him. Verse 27. And again, <clears throat> Eliphaz said to me, are you he who had ordered 7,000 sheep to be given for clothing of the poor? Where then has gone the glory of your throne? Are you he who had ordered 3,000 cattle to do the plowing of a field for the poor? Whither when is your glory gone? Are you he who had golden couches and now you sit upon a dunghill? Where then is your glory going? Are you he who has 60 tables set for the poor? Are you he who had senses for the fine perfume made of precious stones? And now you are in a malodorous state? Where then has your glory gone? Are you he who had golden candelabras set upon silver stands and now you must long for the natural gleam of the moon? Where has your glory gone? Are you the one who had ointment made of the spices of frankincense and now you are in a state of repulsiveness? Where has your glory gone? Are you he who laughed the wrongdoers and sinners to scorn, and now you have become the laughingstock to all? Where then is your glory going? And when Eliphaz had for a long time cried and lamented, while all the others joined him, so that the common uh, commotion was very great, I said to them, be silent. And I will show you my throne and the glory of its splendor. My glory will be everlasting. The whole world shall perish and its glory shall vanish. And all those who hold fast to it will remain beneath. But my throne is in the upper world and its glory and splendor will be to the right of the Savior in the heavens. My throne exists in the life of the holy ones and his glory in the imperishable world. For the rivers will he dry up and their arrogance shall go down in the depths of the abyss. But the streams of my land in which my throne is erected shall not dry up, but shall remain unbroken in strength. I'm gonna tell you this, honey. Now that's the real faith right there. When you can look down the face of the devil when he gave you everything, everything he could give you, and you still standing, and I don't care if you got eight toes in the grave, the most high brought you through. That's real faith right there. Did you hear what he said? He ain't worried about all this stuff. He ain't worried about the holes in his body, the worms that's still crawling around. He's not worried about any of that. He's focused on the most high. Now, can you really say to yourself, I got that kind of faith? I don't want to hear what nobody got to say. Nobody don't have no faith like that. Nobody. Okay. We all working on it. Nobody don't have faith like that. Mm -mm. When the devil could strike you down within an inch of your life and you still glorifying the most high and not worried about nothing. Nope. 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 That's what we aspire to have. We don't have that. If you come to me with that and you talk about you got that, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. Because the first time something happens to you, and I don't care what happened to you, you be, be arching and moaning. That's what you'll be doing. Okay? He didn't complain about nothing. He kept glorifying the most high. You ain't telling me, I don't care who it is, that you ain't going to complain. Because the most high don't want a murmurer. He wants you to start getting down there. He wants you to glorify him and pray to him. That's what he wants uh, you to do. He don't want you to complain about nothing. Just like um, when his wife started complaining and everybody else started complaining, he didn't mutter a word of complaint. Now, I'm not trying to hear nobody talk about they got faith like that because they don't. So all of this, going back to what I was saying about, oh, no, all you got to do is have faith. Lies. Okay, that needs to be built up. 
Okay. And notice uh, Job was already um, of good character before the devil came. The only flaw was he was idolatrous and he didn't know. He was in delusion. Okay. So when he started thinking about other things, the most high was calling him because when you feel this urge to feel like there got to be something more than what I'm doing, it got to be something more. The most high is tapping you. That's what he's doing. So remember, Job did everything he was supposed to do, except he worshiped idols. That's it. He was a child in the line of Esau. He was a, a person of good character. He did everything he needed to do when his kids was, even if he thought his kids were sinning, he would um, sacrifice and do all of this stuff, just not knowing that the most high was the most high. That's it. Because remember, um, Esau, when Esau and Yaakov was born, they was in the direct will of the most high, except free will. Esau turned around and was acting like Cain. So it wasn't like he didn't know the most high. He just refused to um, glorify him. Okay. So it's not like Esau's children didn't know the most high. They knew about the most high. They just didn't follow him. And just like it says in those scriptures in the New Testament, everybody's going to hear about me. It didn't say everybody was going to follow me. It just said everybody's going to hear about me. And then at the end of everything, everybody's going to bow their knee to the most high because he's going to grab their fingers and grab them down to the ground. He's going to make you. Okay. When Yahshua get down here again. Okay. Understand that? No. Now let me sip my tea. And read verse 39. The kings perish and the rules vanish and the glory and pride is as a shadow in the looking glass. But my kingdom lasts forever and ever and its glory and beauty is in the chariot of my father. That's who he's talking about. The most high praise y'all. Hallelujah. Mm, you're not going to mess with Job, honey. He been through hell and high water and poop. Mm -hmm. Chapter eight. When I spoke this way to them, Eliphaz became angry. Listen, I want you to really listen to what I'm getting ready to say. Because in your mind, when I read this chapter, you're going to think that people are feeling sorry and that they in the right, but they really aren't. So just listen, and I'm going to talk about it. When I spoke this way um, to them, Eliphaz became angry and said to the other kings, for what purpose is this that we come here with our host to comfort him. He abraded us. Therefore, let us return to our country. So Eliphaz is mad. Because he's like, how dare you? We come over here to find out how you doing and you talking to all this trash. That's what he's thinking. Okay. This man sits here in misery, worm eaten, amidst an unbearable state of pure, uh, I can't pronounce it, but give me a minute, putrefaction, <laughs> putrefaction, and yet he challenges its saving, kingdoms shall perish and their rules and rulers, but my kingdom, says he, shall last forever. Eliphaz then rose in great commotion and turning away from them in great fury said, I go from here. We have indeed come to comfort him, but he declares war to us in view of our armies. You see him? He's getting upset because um, uh, Job is glorifying his uh, the most high despite his current condition. Verse four. But then Baladad seized Eliphaz by the hand and said, not in this manner ought one speak to an afflicted man, and especially to one stricken down in so many, with so many plagues. We being in good health did not approach him on the account of the offensive odor, except with the help of plenty of fragrant aroma. But you, Eliphaz, are forget, forgetful of all of this. Let me speak plainly. Let me be magnanimous and learn what is the cause. Must he 
Must he, in remembering his former days of happiness, not become mad in his mind? Who should not be altogether perplexed seeing himself in the way into misfortune and plagues? But let me step near him that I may find by what cause he is like this. Then Baladad rose and approached me saying, are you Job? And he said, is your heart still in good keeping? And I said, I did not hold fast to the earthly things since the earth with all that inhabit it is unstable. But my heart holds fast to the heaven because there is no trouble in heaven. Listen, see, they're not getting it. It's um, flying past them. Then Baladad, Baladad rejoined and said, we know that the earth is unstable for it changes according to season. It's times it is in a state of peace and in time it is in a state of war. But of the heaven, we hear that it is perfectly steady, but you are truly in a state of calmness. Therefore, let me ask and speak. And when you answer me to my first word, I shall have a second question to ask. And if you answer me in well-said words, it will be manifest that your heart has not been unbalanced. And I said, upon what do you set your hope? And I said, upon the living L. And he said to me, who depraved you of all your possessed and who inflicted you in these plagues? And I said, the most high. And he said, if you still place your hope in the most high, how can he do wrong in judgment? Having, listen, having brought upon you these plagues and misfortunes and having taken from you all of your possessions. Now I'm going to say this. To a regular carnal person thinking about that, that would be an appropriate question to ask. However, if you are discerning, meaning spiritual understanding, you will see that it was a test. Number one, they wouldn't know that because they are carnal, okay? They're um, pagans. Number two, Jobab didn't even know that prior to the Most High sending the angel to him and telling him what he was doing wrong. Oh, you trying to find me? Okay. You said you said yourself you wanted to um, know whether there was more out there than this, um, this uh, idol, so the most high came to him with the angel, explained to him everything that was going on, told him what he was going to do, told him he was being idolatrous, basically having this long conversation with him, telling him he's going to be fighting the devil and you're going to be good. That's basically what the angel told him. So uh, Jobab got the message. Jobab understood the program and the assignment. And all he had to do was endure and don't open your mouth to say nothing negative. Jobab got it. Okay, so basically this is between Jobab and the Most High because the Most High didn't give that thought or discussion or anything to anybody else. So people are coming around in their own understanding and saying, wow, Jobab is glorifying somebody. Now, mind you, they don't glorify the Most High. They they heard of the Most High, but they, not they don't glorify the Most High. So they basically ask him, okay, well, if you glorify the Most High, why did he do this to you, basically? So they don't really believe that Job uh, was good. And I'm not saying good. I'm just going to say righteous and following the word of the Most High. Because uh, the scriptures say nobody's good but the Most High. But anyway... They um they don't believe that because they in their carnal mind say, well, why is all this stuff happening to you if you saying that you following the rules of the most high? Why is this stuff happening to you? And a lot of us, that's what we do. 
And especially those people who have heard about the Most High, but decide not to glorify him. When all these calamities come to them, they start um, questioning the Most High. They'll start being blasphemous. Or they'll just say they ain't no most high because why would a, and I'll just say what they said. Why would a God do that? Why would a God do this? Why would a God do that? Do that? Not knowing and being ignorant of spiritual things. We are living in a world where things are going to happen. We're down here with the devil. Anything can happen at any time. Understand that. The most high has a consummation of time when all this stuff is going to be fixed up. So he has to let this happen happen until the consummation of time i already did a lesson about the consummation of time you can go to the platform library and understand what i mean by that since adam gave his power away in the beginning the most high has to let all this stuff play out at a certain time the most high set the clock and said every time the clock hits another notch something's gonna happen until the end of everything and then i'm gonna step my foot down here and i'm gonna clean all this up and that's what's been happening so people will think that they just been born down here and when bad stuff happened to them, um, they don't know. Sometimes it's the most high doing it, teaching them a lesson and bringing them through the fire so they could be stronger. They don't know that they might've been hit with the devil if they not full, staying full of the word of the most high. They have no idea about cause and effect, all of that. We down here with earthly things. That's why I said it's important for you to know who you are, who you belong to. We are spiritual beings in a physical place. We have to be down here in this physical place in a physical body. Because if you was here in your regular essence, in your original essence, nobody could see you. Nobody could hear you. Nobody could do nothing. The Most High allowed spiritual beings to come down here in a fleshly form for a certain amount of time. Understand that. That's who you are. And people are not going to receive that. So a lot of people don't, um, they still fall in this carnal way of being, this carnal um, thought process, this carnal living situation, just la-di-da-da, mundane thing going on every day. It is what it is. Not understanding and knowing that you are so much more than you appear to be. So this is what's happening um, Job is way up high on the spectrum of spiritual understanding and the Kings are down low. Cause they are asking all of these, uh, rhetorical questions that they really don't want to know. Cause if, uh, Job told them they would think Job is crazy. As you can hear, one of the Kings want to make sure that he's of sound mind when he really is above carnal mind. He's above carnal mind. The most high then got to him and made him, um, elevated okay woke spiritually open that's what the most high made him and a lot of times when people are spiritually open people of carnal mind can't even handle them they can't handle them that's why you got to be real delicate when you're explaining certain things to people and you're not ready to hear it so this is what's happening okay I already told you too, people don't like their, um, they don't like everything that they know, everything that they've come to be, their foundation being shaken and broken apart. They will hold on to that foundation as, as wrong as it is, they will hold on to it because that's all they know. Not opening their minds or open their beings up to accept anything else. Okay, so um, let me keep moving. This is what's happening right now. Now I'm on verse 15. And since he has taken these, it is clear that he has given you nothing. Remember, this king is um, saying that pretty much you must have did something bad if he took everything uh, away from you, not understanding spiritual things. And the Most High is going to get him for this. No king will dis uh, disgrace his soldier. Listen, because this is blasphemy here. You trying to tell the Most High what he can and cannot do when he's the one who's the alpha and omega. He's the one who's the creator of the universe and everything in it. These kings with their carnal thoughts and their carnal minds and their wicked mouths saying stuff. So he's saying basically no king will disgrace his soldier who has served him well as a bodyguard. And I answered saying, who understands the depths of the most high and of wisdom uh, and his wisdom, excuse me, to be able to accuse the most high of injustice. Understand that because that's blasphemy what he just did. 
And a carnal person wouldn't think there's anything wrong with that. That's why you can't rely on your own understanding because it ain't nothing in the grand scheme of things. Nothing. Okay? Your opinions are nothing. Okay? Anyway, verse 17. And Baladal said, answer me, O Job, to this again. And I say to you, if you are in a state of calm reason, teach me if you have wisdom. Oh, my. More challenges, child. Why do we see the sun rise in the east and set in the west? And again, when rising in the morning, we find him rise in the east. It says him. Tell me your thought about this. So now they're challenging Job. Then I said, this is Job. Why shall I betray or babble forth the mighty mysteries of the most high? And should my mouth stumble in revealing things belonging to the master? Never. Who are we that we should pry into matters concerning the upper world while we are only flesh? What? Is uh, Joe Bab hitting him with it? Yes, he is. How dare you? He's basically calling him a blasphemer. How dare you? This is what um, the scriptures means by when they say that um, you rely on your own thought process and you rely on your own understanding when the most high's ways is nowhere near yours. Yours is way down in the ground, under the ground, and the most high is in the highest heaven ever. You're nothing when it comes down to the most high. But because the most high is so gracious and loving, he still cares about you, worm. Okay? You're a worm, a puff of smoke, a blade of grass. That's all you are. And this is what people need to understand. You need to be humble, honey. You ain't nothing in the grand scheme of things. Especially if you don't know who you are and who you belong to. You can't even rise. You can't elevate spiritually because you don't know. Back to what I was saying. I'm going to say it again. Who are we that we should pry into the matters concerning the upper world while we are only flesh? Nay, earth and ashes. Uh-huh. That's all we are. Earth and ashes, clay and ashes, honey, and the breath of life, which is more than, <laughs> more than us. <laughs> In order that you may know that my heart is sound, hear what I ask you. Mm. Through the stomach comes food and water you drink through the mouth. And then it flows through the same throat. And when the two go down to become excrement, they again part. Who affects this separation? Now, riddle me this, he's saying to them. And Baladai said, I don't know. And I rejoined and said to him, if you don't understand even the exits of the body, how can you understand celestial circuits? Child, is he hitting them, bashing them over the head with these words? Yes, he is. Yes, honey. Okay, Job is hitting them with it. How dare you? Just because you were king, just because your position is that of the upper echelon, don't act like you better than Job. Okay. Or anybody else. That's why the Most High does not have favorites. Everybody's in the same boat. Just because you have money and um, wealth and resources does not mean you're better than anybody else. Let that be a lesson. Let that sit with you. Because the Most High comes to those who are poor and he provides for them. And I don't care if they don't have a lot to your standards. They have enough. And that's what people need to understand, especially people in the United States. Okay, we live in a capitalistic society and money is everything. Money over everything. It's in songs, it's the way people act, it's the way they treat people and all kinds of stuff. And guess what the Most High says about money? Oh, I can't wait to do ma'am and honey. You're going to be down with the worms. Just like how Job was, you're going to be worse. Uh-huh, oh yes, you're going to be worse. Trust and believe it. You're not going to play with the Most High. Verse 24. Then so far rejoined and said, we do not inquire after our own affairs, but we desire to know whether you are of sound mind. And we see that your reason has not been shaken. What now do you wish that we should do for you? We have come here and brought the physicians of three kings. And if you wish, you may, I mean, yeah, you may, 
Oh gosh, I hate this writing. You may he cured by them. This this first of all, this is a um a typo. I'm gonna have to say stuff in my own uh way because this is New King James and there's typos. So this is why it seemed like I can't read now because it's typos and it's this New King James and it's backwards language. So I'm just gonna say the king said we bought three uh physicians, and if you want to be cured, you can be cured. But I answered and said, my cure and my restoration comes from the most high, the maker of the physicians. Now I'm going to say this. Do you see the faith? Do you see how Job is exercising his faith? Everything he says is to glory the most high. Everything he does is to glorify the most high. Everything that um, his, his, um, patience, his endurance, um, the fact that he stayed in that dung uh, heap, like he could have just walked out of there at any time. The fact that he stayed there and waited on the word of the most high. Now that's real faith. Nobody don't have that. Nobody has that. Nobody has that. Nobody today. The most high said all hearts are wicked. Everybody has fallen short. Everybody. Did he say anybody out of the, um, out of the everybody? Did he say anybody, any particular name out of the all, except for the most, um, Yeshua. You can't even count Yeshua, who's the one and only begotten son, because he took on everybody's um, sins. But in what Job just said, can anybody say that they have faith like that? This is what I'm saying. Yeshua said, if you have faith of a mustard seed, you could ask the, um, the mountain to move into the sea. I don't see that. I don't even see nobody shutting up why they in a um in a state of calamity? Nobody. If you say one thing um in regards to murmuring one time, you're not glorifying the most high. This is what I mean. This is what I mean. You don't have it. I don't have it. We're working toward it, and that's why the most high is um gracious and he knows, he understands. Nobody's like Job. Okay. And I'm not talking about Yahshua because I ain't putting Yahshua in no, um, nobody's in the um, the realm of Yahshua. Nobody. Yahshua was perfect. He came down here and took a lot of stuff up. I don't put him in the category with nobody except the most high. Okay. Nobody. But back to the humans, you see how Job was? You see how determined to be in the will of the most high he was? Nobody's like that. You got to ask yourself, all these people who sway up and down that they so, um, highly favored and blessed and whatever they call themselves. <laughs> you got to ask yourself, can I measure up to Job? Can I just measure up to Job? Okay. My, uh, my uh, focus on being in the will of the most high, my um, direction and um, all my um, faith just right there with the most high. You got to ask yourself that question. Because a lot of people talk a good game, but honey, it is nothing but lip service. Okay, be honest with yourself and be humble. That's why I say be humble. And people ain't humble. They be quick to talk about they better than somebody else, honey. Ooh, ooh. Mm. Anyway. Chapter nine. And when I spoke in this way to them, there my wife's sisters came running out, dressed in rags, and even his wife said, curse the most high and die. Okay? So you know the average person got all this um, bit of venom when they start running into um, adversity. It's the first thing they start doing is mouthing off. And uh, Joel didn't do that at all. Job had a heads up. He already knew what it was and he shut the heck up and kept glorifying the most high. Now, can you say that? No. Moving on. That's what we have to be. We have to be that way. We have to learn to be that way. It's not easy because we down here with the devils. Okay. We down here with the devils we can see and the devils we can't see. That's what we down here. And we don't think about it. We don't glorify the most high. We don't excuse me, stay in the most high's word. We don't seek after him. We don't do any of that. Cause if we did, we would be like Job and we're not. 
So I'm going to read one again. And when I spoke in this way to them, there my wife's sisters came running out dressed in rags from the service of the master by whom she was employed as a slave, though she had been forbidden to leave for fear that the kings would see her and they might take her captive. And when she came, she threw herself prostrate to their feet, crying and saying, remember Eliphaz and you, you other friends, oh boy. what I was, what I was once with you and how I have changed, how I am now dressed to meet you. Then the Kings broke forth with great weeping and being in double perplexity, they kept silent. Mm -hmm. They were speechless child. But Eliphaz took his purple mantle and cast it about her and wrapped herself up with it. But she asked him saying, I ask as favor to you, my lords. This is why we don't call the most high the Lord. Because that's what kings are and people with wealth. They are called landlords and lords because they have higher um, socioeconomic um, position than you. That's what they call lords. So how on earth can you call the most high lord? The most high should not be in any category with any earthly thing, nothing. Okay. And if you really dedicated to the most high, you would never call him a lord and you would never call him God because that's what they call idols. This is what I mean about the real glorifying the most high. You would never call him that. And yes, it does matter. Um, earthly human people and liars would tell you, oh yeah, we all um, glorify the same one. Just call him Lord. That's a disrespect. That's just like you calling somebody out their name and just go, oh no, yeah, but you a girl. So I'm just going to call you that. That is offensive. So if you had any love, respect, reverence, anything for the most high, you would never call him Lord or God. Back to what I was saying. So this is what uh, sisters is saying to the kings. This is what she said. I'm going to read it again. But she asked him saying, I ask a favor of you, my lords, that you order your soldiers so that they could dig up the ruins of our house, which fell on our children, or she said my children, so that their bones could be brought to a perfect state to the tombs. For as we have owning our misfortune, no power at all. And so we may at least see their bones. But have I like a brute to motherly feeling. That's what it says. Of wild beasts that my 10 children should have perished on one day and not to one. Not to one of them could I have a decent burial. It just sounds sketchy to me. And the kings gave orders that the ruins of my house should be dug up. But I prohibited it saying, this is um, Job saying now. I prohibited it saying, do not go to the trouble in vain for my children will not be found. Listen to the, the dedication of Job. Listen to this dedication. Ask yourself, do you have that kind of dedication to the most high? And it's going to be no. If you say yes, you a liar. And I prohibited it saying, do not go to the trouble in vain for my children will not be found for they are in the keeping of their master and ruler. And the kings answered and said, who will gainsay that he is out of his mind and raves? You see this? They don't, they don't like Job glorifying the most high. In their minds, they think he's talking crazy. Okay? And if you're in carnal mind, you would think that Job is talking crazy too. But guess what? He's elevated more than you. More than the carnal person. When somebody gets elevated and the most high is dealing with them, you know people scatter away from them. They lose friends, a lot of family members, a lot of that. They lose a lot of people. Why? Because a lot of people are carnal. When the most high elevates you, honey, you shooting all the way up to the top and people think you're nuts because they can't understand you because darkness cannot comprehend light. That's why when the most high is shining his light on you, people can't handle you in any way. 
Okay. And I say this game recognized game. So if somebody's searching for the most high and the most high didn't really put his hand on him, but he's working on it little by little, cause that's what he does. Game will recognize game. You will be able to understand that this person is elevated. Whereas the regular typical person who's carnal, who may think they know everything and they lean on their own understanding, they don't know squat. And they would think that the person's crazy. And that's exactly what these kings think of Job. Job then been elevated. The most high lifted him up. The most high sent the angel to talk to him. They had dialogue. You don't think that um, Job is elevated? I'm going to tell you this. If an angel comes to you, he has to prepare you. And we've read that in Old Testament. We're still in the Old Testament. But you'll see when the angels come to the prophets and everybody else that they come to, they have to say, peace be unto you. That's something that they say, and they have to prepare you to be able to see them. Remember, when Adam was here before the first sin happened, Adam could see the angels. Adam was on the same level as the angels. As a matter of fact, the angels were scared of him. The minute he fell by giving his power away, he couldn't see them no more. They was too holy for him to see. Nevertheless, Job had conversations. The angel appeared to Job. And Job had conversations. Do you not know that Job was elevated? That the Most High put his special source on Job so that he could have a conversation with the angel? Job is already elevated, honey. He's on the 80th floor and we in the mezzanine. This is what I mean about spiritual understanding. People think they got it, but they have no idea. Back to what I was saying, verse 10. For while we desire to bring the bones of his children back, Job forbids us to do so, saying, they have been taken and placed the keeping of their maker in the keeping, another typo, in the keeping of their maker. Therefore, hold on, prove to us the truth. You see this? And the first thing they'll do is challenge you. And start getting angry at you. You know what that is? That's the devils in you doing that. That's the devils in you doing that. Challenging you. Now, mind you, Job didn't come out his face. He wasn't indignant. He wasn't angry. He just had started talking to them. And they started acting crazy. That's what devils do. Verse 11. But I said to them, Job, raise me that I may stand up. And they lifted me, holding my arms from both sides. And I stood upright and pronounced first the praise of the Most High. And after the prayer, I said to them, did he get up and start praying? The <laughs> I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because... I am lifted up by listening to this. Oh my goodness. If he, he was down on the ground in poop for years, when he finally gets up, the first thing he does is glorify the most high that he's able to get up. I'm telling you, people need to be that grateful. Huh? People can't say they have that uh, faith like Job. They can't. Anyway, I'm going to say it again, verse 12. And I stood upright and pronounced the first praise to the Most High. And after the prayer, I said to them, look with your eyes to the east. And they looked and saw my children with... I'm going to say it again because I'm getting emotional. Job is telling them to look to the east. These kings and his wife to look. Now, if he's praying to the most high before he got up, he started praying to the most high. Don't you think the most high allowed them to see these children? Oof. That's real faith. That right there. That's real faith. Okay. When the most high can connect with you on that level, because he, he can do that. He will do that. When he could connect with you on that level, that's when you got real faith. 
nothing else, nothing else. I'll read it again. <clears throat> look with your eyes to the east. And they looked, these are the kings, his wife, and whoever else. And they looked and they saw my children with crowns near the glory of the king, the ruler of heaven. So what did these kings and the wife and them see? The Most High allowed them to see their spirits elevating up. Okay, ascending. What more can you ask for? Okay, now that's real faith. When the Most High is just doing stuff with you, connecting with you and, and proving people wrong, okay? That's what you want. That's the real faith. That's that real faith. That's that mountain moving faith. Does anybody out there have that? That's what I was saying. And when my wife's sister saw this, she fell to the ground and prostrated herself before the Most High, saying, now I know that my memory remains with the Most High. So now, even though she said curse the Most High and die, she had to see something first. So she didn't have no faith. She had to see it first. Remember what Yahshua said, bless all those who never saw me. Bless all those who wasn't here when I was walking. Bless all of them who have faith and never saw me. Okay, you see, these people had to see something before they started. The most I don't have to show you nothing. What he can show you is the ground and all the worms and all the hellfire. That's what he can show you. But people walk around here with all this lip service and they don't know nothing. They don't know what real faith is. If it's sat on their nose. Back to what I was saying. She said, now I know my, that my memory remains with the Most High. And after she had spoken this and the evening came, she went to the city, back to the master whom she served as a slave and laid herself down in the manger of the cattle and died there from exhaustion. So she didn't even care anymore. She was like, I seen what I seen. And I ain't worried about this life no more. So she went and she gave up the ghost. Okay. Verse 16. And when her master searched for her and didn't find her, he came to the fold of his herds. And there he saw her stretched out upon the manger dead while all the animals around her were crying about her. Uh-huh. They used to be her animals anyway. And all, just notice this. I want you to say, I, I have to talk about the animals again. You think the animals don't know what's going on, honey? They just sitting here, they sitting here waiting because they got a testimony against you too. All those people who hurt animals, abuse them and do all of that stuff. Remember, this is why certain laws are enacted. The most high don't want you to kill up all the animals to eat them and all of that other stuff. That's why he said, which is one of the hundreds of reasons why he said only eat certain animals. Some animals was meant to be uh, carnivores and killers and you're not supposed to eat them. But there's some that just eat um, grass and little bugs here and there and fruits and all of that other stuff. Those are the ones you can, but just notice that the animals are significant also. I'm not saying they're more significant than you. You deprive possession of the most high, but animals are also um, significant too. Everything is that the most high made. Everything was great and wonderful and good. That's what he said. But anyway, the animals were crying. And all who saw her wept and lamented. And the cry extended throughout the whole city. Now I want to say this. Now everybody want to cry. While she was still alive and in her fleshly body, nobody didn't care nothing about her. You see how humans are? All humans. You see how they are? How fickle they are? Okay, she was good to them while she was living there. Even though she didn't believe in the most high, she was good to people. And so was Jobad. But the first time that the devil strikes, everybody turns against you. And now that she's dead, everybody want to boo-hoo. Child, the nonsense of it all. This is how human people are. So fickle and, and uh, fleshly. Being led by the devil in, uh, in their fleshly bodies. 
not giving a second thought about the most high or other people, which is the two most significant um, laws. Love the most high with all your heart, your soul, and your being, and love your neighbor as yourself. Do we practice that? No. Nevertheless, people sway up and down. They so holy. And all you got to do is believe when they don't believe nothing. They don't believe nothing. Back to what I was saying. Verse 18. And the people brought her down and wrapped her and buried her by the house which she had fallen upon her children. And the poor of the city made a great mourning for her and said, This sisters, who's like in nobility and in glory, is not found in any woman. You see how they talking nice now? This was usually what people do. <laughs> usually people, I don't care how wretched the person was on earth. The first thing they say when it's uh, their wake and their funeral, oh, they were so good. They were so this, so, so Stop the nonsense. I never been one to do that. If you was a hellraiser on earth, you was a hellraiser. Okay. Enough is enough. People got to stop lying to themselves. So they treated her, well, it really wasn't nothing while she was rich. While she was rich, she was good. Okay. When she got poor, nobody cared nothing about her. And now she's dead. Everybody crying a river. Man, stop. That's what I was saying. Alas, she was not found worthy of a proper tomb. Mm, mm, mm. I just think it's sad. It's really sad how people uh, act. Verse 20. The dirge of her you will find in the record. So we see that Job is trying to prove himself to these kings. Job's wife is tr was trying to keep it together, begging uh, somebody to do something nice for her kids so that at least she in her mind feels or felt or would feel that they at least had a proper burial. If they died uh, horribly, at least they would have a place to go. And then when Job let them, uh, well, I can't say Job let them. Job prayed and they was able to see that the children was gone, honey. Because this body is nothing but a temple. That's all it is. This is why when people die, they don't look the same. Because the actual essence that was inside the body is gone. You will never have somebody to look exactly like they did when they die. Not at all. If you ever looked in their face, you could see it's an empty, um, an empty vessel. And it doesn't look like the person because the person you are is a consciousness. That's what you are. And it's kind of like, a, I want to, you may not like this analogy, but it's kind of like a puppet. Your hand is in the puppet. Your hand is manipulating the puppet. Your hand is doing all of this. And you see that the puppet is alive until you take your hand out. And then the puppet is nothing. And that's how our bodies are. Yeah. So, um, that's that for those three. You know, um, sisters died knowing that her children, while she was alive, knowing that her children ascended and she didn't even care anymore. So she could, you know, she just felt like, okay, well, I'm gonna die now. I'm just going to die. She already know her kids is good. She had faith that she going to be good and she just died. And remember, Job is still alive. He's still in a dung heap. He, he just got up, stood up right after seven years giving glory to the most high in every way he possibly can. Now that's real faith. Now Job lost his family, his wife, everything, all his possessions, everything. He don't have nothing. Job has nothing but those worms that's growing at his body. That's all he got. And he's still glorifying the most high. Okay. This is the faith we should have. That real, real faith. If you're talking about faith, that's the kind of faith you should have and explain it because people really don't understand what faith is. All faith is 
to people is a word. You got to really explain what faith is. Okay? Faith moves mountains. Real faith. Faith dries up trees. Faith could walk through uh, people in the midst of people. Faith could elevate. Faith could do all of that. And we're going to get to that when we get to the New Testament because that's what um, the explanation for faith is in the New Testament. And trust and believe, honey. That's what you got to have because all this lip service is nothing. So um, with that, I'm finished these three chapters and I hope the rest of your day is wonderful. I hope you get all the rest in glorification of the most high. Try, try having that faith, try reaching for that faith or let that, uh, let the kind of faith that Job has be a goal for you. It has to be lifelong. It ain't just one day. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to focus on that. No. It's a lifelong because you are going to be tested. We down here with the devil. The most high is going to test you just like he do everybody else. Um, you're going to be tried and tested in the fire. That's what you're going to do. Children of Israel and second flock. Remember the heathens are walking dead. They dead already. Just like the most high said, he's the, um, he's the L of the living, not the dead. Okay. And that's what those people were who was glorifying that idol dead. So like I said, um, I hope that you enjoy the rest of your weekend. I hope that you get to um, have a good day with your family and a restful day. And I hope to see you on Wednesday. And until next time. Hi. Trying to contact me regarding a question, comment, or concern? Well, you got two ways of doing so. The first way is you can email me at cliffnoteqna at yahoo.com. I'll say it again. This is one word. Cliffnote, the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A at yahoo.com. The second way is you can upload a question, concern, or comment on Spotify. The question section appears under the episode's description on Spotify. Send me your question and I'll definitely answer it. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. It's good to hear the word of truth from the Most High, but you know what's better? hitting that follow button and hitting the small bell next to it to be notified of new content. You can also save a life by sharing this valuable content. Go ahead, save a life today. Thanks. Hey, don't make me your guilty pleasure. Hit that follow button and make that commitment. You will not be disappointed. And it's free. It doesn't cost nothing to hit that follow. Thanks.